eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back to the State of Recruiting, a weekly recruiting podcast brought to you by Horns 247. I'm Mike Roach and I'm joined as always by Nick Harris and we are back for another week of uh, Texas Recruiting Talk. Before we get into that, uh, Nick, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good, can't complain. Yeah, it was a good day. You and I both got out and uh, went and saw something that resembled football um enough to to get the juices flowing at least yeah it was good to get back out on the field i think that was the first time we have seen each other since probably january or no february at signing day it was has been signing day has it been that long um you didn't come to that nolan catholic seven on seven did you yeah then you didn't make it out to houston so yeah it it may have been yeah so yeah probably been since about that i mean we see each other a little bit on the video chats when we do those for sure but um but uh, I think that, yeah, for sure, uh, that was the first time we'd seen each other in person. So uh, definitely good to, to get out and check that out. Um, we've got a big show for you tonight, uh, or today. Um, we've got, uh, we're going to talk about the latest Texas commitment, Jordan Thomas. Uh, we are going to talk about how the lack of summer visits could change the recruiting landscape. And then we also have two really good interviews for you. Uh, we, we talked with 2022 quarterback Quinn Ewers from South Lake Carroll, the top quarterback in the nation uh, for the 2022 class. And we talked with uh, Texas priority target Andrew Makuba, uh, a safety in the 2021 class from Austin LBJ. Both those will be coming up to, uh, for you tonight. And, of course, we will also have uh, the mailbag. Before we get into our first segment i would like to remind you guys that uh the state of recruiting can be found on any podcast platform uh google stitcher spotify uh google uh, google play or uh soundcloud any of those any of those good ones you can find us on and i would ask that you go to those pages and and subscribe rate and review um that really helps the show i also uh, wanted to point you guys to the other great shows we have on horns 24 7 uh, the flagship featuring taylor estes and chip brown which which has had some really great guests lately and then the longhorn blitz um you know which is uh Jeff Howe and Rod Babers is, is always great content. So uh, I definitely encourage you guys to check those out. All right, Nick, let's uh, jump right into it. Texas got a, a another big commitment after we went off the air last week. And, and you know, last week was really a, a big week for them with four total. Um, and it finished off with Jordan Thomas, the four-star DN from Port Arthur Memorial. And, and this is a kid that I, you know, I've been kind of circling for a while 
um, is not only a player I really like, but a player I feel, felt would be in the Texas class. Uh, one of my earliest crystal balls in, in this cycle with the new staff, um, and, and really a guy that I think can be an asset up front for Texas. Yeah, I think this is a huge land. This is one of my favorite defensive end targets in the state, him and Shamar Turner. Uh, those are the two defensive ends that I really like in this 2021 class. Um, even though we didn't get much uh, a junior tape out of him, uh, he had a dominant sophomore year, and he's just uh, – we you saw him uh, last spring in Port Arthur. Uh, he, he's just a dude that you know is going to produce at the next level. I think this is a huge land for the Texas staff. Um, you know, maybe some teams were kind of backing off, waiting for a senior year, and I, I, I think that's going to cost him, of course, now because uh, he looks pretty locked in in Texas. Uh, he even said on his commitment post, other schools don't even try to hit me up. It's Texas all the way now. So, uh, again, this is a huge land for uh, Ash and, uh, and that defense. I told the story last spring. I, I went out to Port – I was in Port Natures Groves uh, checking in on Jalen Garth and – like I kind of looked at the map and saw that the Port Arthur wasn't too far away. And so I decided to, to swing by practice while I was out there. And um, when I did, you know, I walked out on the field. I talked to Brian Morgan, the head coach of Port Arthur Memorial. And I said, hey, I, I, he said, I, I'm guessing you're here to see Thomas. And I said, yeah. And he said, okay, they're down there on the other end of the field. You'll know him when you see him. And uh, he was right. I when I when I saw the kid, I was like, oh, okay, uh, that's the one that looks like he should be playing Division One football. <laughs> and and you know, really, just a, a tremendous kid. Uh, very humble, very hardworking. Uh, a lot of raw tools, and what I really love about him: eighty-two inch arms, um, a, a incredible wingspan and length, and and that's really what you look for out of defensive linemen more than just even height. Um, so I think with you know with that, Texas is is getting a guy that. I, I like to call him Taquan Graham um, with a little pass with a little more pass rushing juice. Uh, I think he's got a little more there. Um, I think he could play strong end. I think he could eventually develop into a defensive tackle, depending on how his body goes um, over these next few years. But uh, talent in the trenches is, is is definitely something Texas is is always looking for. And you know, to add that to a group that last year included. Alfred Collins and Vernon Broughton and Sawyer Gorham Welch. I think that you know over the last two years, Texas has is putting together a, a really strong defensive line cl- uh, group. Yeah, and look at the Golden Triangle. Texas is doing really well recruiting out of there in the Port Neches, Port Arthur area. Um, hopefully, they can keep that momentum here in the next few classes. There's a ton of uh, there's a ton of kids in the 22 class as well that are coming out of that Golden Triangle area. So uh, it seems to be a pretty hotbed, a pretty big hotbed for the Texas staff right now. And they they continue to rein in commitments year after year. They had Roshan. Johnson a couple years ago, Jalen Garth last year, and then Jordan Thomas this year. So uh, hopefully they can keep that going in future years as well. Yeah, definitely. Guys to keep an eye on in that area, you know, Jordan Thomas's own teammate, Jalen Gilbo, the 2022 DB, um, who I also saw on that trip to Port Arthur for the first time. And then uh, Bryce Anderson, the, the DB from Beaumont Westbrook, Nick, who, who has really been blowing up over the last uh, couple of weeks, and, and you've been chronicling that. I mean, I guess that it's unfair to say last couple of weeks he's an LSU commit, already had a bunch of big offers, but it just seems like they don't stop at this point. Yeah, I really like Bryce Anderson. He's a he's a guy that's gotten, gotten it done on both sides of the ball for Westbrook and um, his first two years there, uh, or his first two years on varsity, rather. Um, and he's a guy that I, I would love to see Texas get really involved with, and um, I think he's definitely a flip candidate down the line, but uh, for right now, he, he seems pretty solid with LSU. Yeah, and so Texas is, um, you know, they're they're in good shape. They're they're building a class that I think they've added two nice guys to that twenty one class in, um, in 
Landon King and, and Jordan Thomas, and and I think that they're pushing for some other guys. They're they're getting into good positions. I've mentioned JD Coffee on a, on a number of occasions. Uh, Jonathan Brooks, I think, is in that group. Deuce Harmon, um, I think, big news today dropped his new top seven. Uh, and readers of Mike at Night will have had an early look at that, as I talked about him cutting to seven. Um, you know, early uh, I guess Wednesday night when I wrote Mike at Night, but um, Texas is is now in that group and and really making some noise there as well. So, you know, they could be making some more additions to their class. Uh, you know, soon uh, within the next couple of months, I expect them to to add a few more big time players. Um, Nick, anything to add on this segment before we go to our first interview? I, I kind of have a question though about the about the Deuce thing. Is it fair to say if they if they do come around and land Deuce, is that does that prove a strong foothold in the DFW area? You know, can they build on that kind of momentum? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, I I think for one, if that happens, it's going to prove what type of recruiter Jay Valai is, and if he's the guy we think he is. Um, you know, if he pulls Deuce. That's going to be really impressive considering where they started, how far behind they were. And some of the things I heard in that recruitment when it came time for Texas to offer, um, I, you know, I, I definitely think that. And, you know, if you pull Deuce, you land uh, J.D. Coffey, maybe you get Ishmael Ibrahim out of that group. Um, you know, you get guys like – if you could get guys like Keytron Jackson and, and Hal Presley, I think that it definitely changes the outlook and, and what, what it looks like in Dallas. Yeah, yeah, I feel that there's just a lot of DFW targets, it seems like in this 21 class that, you know, uh, Texas is going to have to go after and especially in the wide receiver group uh, that you mentioned with uh, Katron and Hal Presley with some of these other wide receivers, uh, either if it's a Texas looking uh, away from previous targets, or if uh, other targets are looking elsewhere as far as out of state schools. Um, it seems that Hal Presley, Katron Jackson and some more of the DFW wide receiver targets seem to be popping up. But yeah, that was just a question I was kind of curious about myself. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's definitely a good question to consider. You know, especially considering um, you know some of the things we've discussed with DFW recruiting. All right, uh, let's move on to our first interview of the night. It is or the day of the show, I guess I should say. Um, it is uh, four-star Austin LBJ safety Andrew Makuba. Right, and now joining us on the state of recruiting, it is uh, one of the fastest rising players in the state of Texas this year. A, a huge Texas target, a local. Uh, in Austin from LBJ High School, it is Andrew Makuba. Andrew, thanks for joining me today. Nah, thanks for having me today. <clears throat> so I've, I've got to ask you this because I've heard it a couple of times and I, I don't think I've ever talked to you about it, but I've always heard that you're, you're fairly new to playing defensive back, right? And that you're pretty new to playing football in general. Is that correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. So when did you first start playing football? Uh. I started playing football fifth grade summer. That's when I first started playing. And then I just went on from there. I didn't realize that I was good until, like, seventh grade because people <laughs> kept telling me I was good and stuff like that. So I just started, I started taking it serious, and I, I, I figured I'd probably do something with football, so I just started taking it serious. When'd you, and when did you first start playing DB? DB, probably – I mean, I, I've, played, I've played safety, but I, like, I just rely more on more my athletics, athleticism. So I, I first – I started taking DB seriously in my, my sophomore year. I was like – I first – I mainly thought I was a receiver at first because that's how I played my whole life. So I just started taking DB serious my sophomore year. Well, you really exploded this year, man. I mean, offers from all over the country, Texas, Oklahoma, uh, Alabama, Clemson, just about anybody who's anybody. Um, you know, what schools have been talking to you the most through this, uh, through this quarantine period? 
Uh, TCU can talk to me the most. SMU, UCLA, Michigan State, Nebraska, uh, Alabama, Texas, Clemson. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. And uh, Kansas State and Florida State. So that's obviously a lot of you know uh, your your phone's probably blowing up all the time. Um, you know which which coaches would you say if you had to narrow down a few that you've got a good strong relationship with? Which coaches would those be? Oh, I forgot to, I forgot to mention uh, LSU, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm I have a strong relationship with the LSU coaches, Coach Bush and Coach O. Like I can call Coach O anytime. We can, he gonna answer. He's gonna chop it up. And I got a strong relationship with Coach Ash and Coach Herman. Uh, I just got off Zoom meeting with them. Like I think two days ago, a couple days ago, that was good. And uh, I got a strong relationship with Coach Venables and Coach Khan, of course. Uh, those those guys are straightforward guys. Those are my guys right there. And uh. I got a strong relationship with Coach Wilson from uh, Florida State and so-and-so. Okay. Um, when I talked to you earlier this spring at a seven-on-seven tournament, you kind of mentioned that Texas w- would be an offer you liked because it would give your, your family an opportunity to see you play close to home. Is that still something you're thinking about in your head, or are you kind of like maybe expanding your borders a little bit now that uh, schools from all around the country are offering? Uh, that's, that's, how, that's how I feel at the moment. But at the moment, I didn't have to offer stuff. So. I had no choice but to explore my option all around. So as of right now, I'm all over. It don't matter where I'm at. It's just where I feel comfortable at. Um, your, your relationship with Coach Ash, I, I, it sounds like you guys talk just about every week. I think I talked to you a couple, maybe like a month or so ago when Coach Ash had done like a virtual dinner with you um, and yeah. stuff like that. Just tell me about Coach Ash. And, uh, you know, I know Texas was kind of relatively late to the to recruit you as a local prospect. But how much work have they done to kind of turn that around? Uh, I, I, I like Coach Ash a lot, man. I like his attitude, his energy he brings. I mean, I talk to players at UT. Uh, they say everything's about to change. Everything changed and everything's about to change because Coach Ash is there and he's going to do great things at UT. And then I just I, I just look forward to what he's going to do at UT. What players at, uh, at Texas do you talk to? I talk to Xavion. I talk to Chris. And I talk to Chris, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so they've obviously brought you some good feedback on that. What have you been doing during this quarantine, man? Um, you've been able to stay in shape and, and get some workouts in? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I got to. That's mandatory for me. Uh, I work out every day of the week. And I, <clears throat> I, try to, I try to take, like, Saturday off to just hang with the family. My sister and her kids come over, so we just chill and just watch movies. But Monday through Friday, I'm, I'm gone and I'm getting it. Um, are you, do you got, you got some weights at home? Are you getting some body workouts in? How you, how you getting it? How you getting down? Uh, in, in the weight room, I go to my, uh, my coach house. He got a nice setup in his garage. He's still like five minutes down the street from my house. So it's, it's easy to get over there. So I go over there. He got, he got a little nice setup in his garage. So I just go in there and just lift and just get it in. What about, um, you said you've been watching some movies, uh, any, anything good you've seen lately? What, you know, what are you doing to get through the, the quarantine and not be bored? Uh, yeah, I, I watch movies with my people and I also, I also watch a lot of film of me and a lot of film of the teams we're playing this season coming up. So like doing a little bit of film studying with that. Have you been playing any video games online with any of these college guys? Uh, you know, I know Brian Carrington at Texas been playing some Madden with kids and stuff like that. <laughs> Uh, I I haven't got the chance to, but I'm supposed to be playing Brian Carrington pretty soon in 2K, and uh, and uh, who else? Who else? And I think that's about it. No, 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 Coach Coach Samples from uh, SMU. 
I got to yeah. get him Madden too. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's called everybody out on Twitter for Madden. Yeah, so, yeah. So he can beat everybody. So yeah, respect you put on Twitter, man. It's crazy. If you get the win, you're gonna have to brag. You know, you're. Oh, gonna I got brag. You. So, um, earlier this week, there were, or I guess it was last week, maybe even, there was a little bit of buzz about you and Clemson. I kind of talked to you and you said, hey, I certainly like Clemson. There's, there's a lot to like there, but um, you thought they, maybe people may have been a little bit ahead of themselves there? Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, I feel like they have me because, you know, just because just I say Clemson's my top school on me and that's, that's where I'm going. I mean, I haven't, I mean, I kind of, I kind of got a pretty good idea where I'm going, which I'm not going to say where, but. Nah, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, I got a, I got a pretty good idea what the schools I'm looking into. I mean, it's like it's a couple of them that I'm looking into. Clemson's one of them, and they're they're one of my top schools. Just so like other like five schools are my top schools. This quarantine's made things a little more difficult because usually you'd probably already been out to Clemson for a visit um, if you could be, but you can't. How much is that kind of impeding your progress towards making a decision? Is I mean, do you want to wait to be able to take those visits, or or do you feel confident even in schools that you've never visited? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not committing to a school that I haven't visited yet. No, I got to be able to see the campus and stuff like that, and and it, it has, it, it has affected me a lot because I'm not want to be able to go out and just see by myself instead of like being there for, instead of instead of being there uh, being like people showing me the campus, I would like Zoom meetings or virtual meetings, like that stuff like that. So I just want to be on campus and see physically by myself and see what I need to see. So with that that in mind, um, let's say visits can't be done until the fall. Uh, with all this, does that mean your decision probably goes into the fall? Yes, sir. Okay, and then what's most important for you when you're looking at these schools? What are the most important factors you're looking for when you make that decision? Just the one thing that stand, one thing that I stand on real tough is uh, the relationship I have with the coaches. If I got a pretty good relationship, that comes with trust and honesty. So that's that's one thing that's real big on me. Uh, it's been kind of a crazy blow up for you uh, with all this stuff. Um, you know what's been like the coolest part about it all, and what's been maybe the biggest headache of it all. Well, can you say that one more time? It's been like, you know, you've had a crazy blow up in the last, I mean, I talked to you in February and we knew you were about to explode when we talked at that, at that seven on seven tournament. I told you like, these offers are coming, man. Don't worry about them. But, um, you know, since that time, what's been like maybe the coolest part about all that and what's been the most frustrating part about all that? Uh, I say the coolest part is probably like talking to the, to the head coaches, the coaches, you know, I just I've been I watched football for so long and I grew up watching those guys and it's it's just a blessing to be able to like to be, communicate with them guys anytime I want to. And I, I would say a stressful part, but like the part that kind of like I'm like iffy about is like my phone like blows up nonstop, you know. And I just it's just like it's just like I can't have like a, like free time to like to myself type stuff. I always got to respond to coaches and stuff like that. Right. And media guys, don't forget them. And I appreciate <laughs> yeah, you yeah. taking the time to join us, regardless. Um, a couple more questions for us. What's something we may not know about you? Do you have a, a hobby or a hidden talent or something? Do you sing real well, something like that? Uh, I play soccer. Soccer, okay. Do you still play? A little bit, sometimes. You play, you play like club or, or do you play for your school? Nah, I, I used to play middle school, but I stopped. But my brother, he owns a soccer team, so I go out there with them a couple, yeah, a couple like 
once once in a while, I just go out there with them and just work out with them and stuff like that. So you never should have told me that because I I'm a big soccer fan and I'm a big um, like USA national team fan. And uh, in fact, like you can see on the Zoom, I'm wearing my USA yeah, yeah, shirt exactly. right now. Um, I've like Eno Benjamin. You know who Eno Benjamin is? He plays running back Benjamin. at Arizona State. He just got drafted. Um, he's yeah, yeah, I know you he, talk about. So he's from Dallas, and he was in, like, the men's national team development program. And I spent most of his recruitment trying to talk him out of playing football so he could go play soccer and give our men's national team some better athletes. So that's, yeah. what, that's what you and I are going to be talking about from now on, <laughs> how you can improve our national team. Um, have any of the uh, – I know the Texas commits, are, or those guys are pretty vocal when it comes to talking to other recruits. Um, have, have they or any other commits from from schools been working on you or trying to get you in with them? Uh, I talked I talked to uh, Billy Bowman over at Texas, uh, committed to Texas. I talked to Jalen, he committed to Texas. I talked to those guys, and I talked to uh, I talked to Jordan. He committed to uh, he committed to Clemson. I talked to uh, I basically I talked to all the twenty twenty one Clemson commits. I talked to those are my guys. I communicate with us a lot. And I also communicate with Jen and them a lot. Those are the only guys that I've reached out to. I mean, reached out to me that's committed to a school. Okay. Um, my last question I got for you, man, is, uh, you know, going into this senior year, assuming we can play and everything, what's the one thing you really want to work on most with your game and improve? Uh, Dan, that's a good question. I mean, I can I can always improve every, every part of my game. But one, one, one thing that I key on is just, like, being like a little bit smarter, like more a little bit smarter, like be able to recognize and see things before it even happens, put myself in the best situation, position. All right, cool, man. Well, that is uh, the great Andrew Makuba from Austin LBJ. Andrew, thanks for joining us, man. Good luck with your decision. And um, I know our listeners and Texas fans everywhere will be tuned in to see how you do this year. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, and we want to thank Andrew Makuba for taking some time to uh, join us on the show and talk about his recruitment. All right, Nick, uh, something I talked about this week that I think could happen and, and could really affect some of her recruiting, uh, actually just 2021 recruiting overall, is the fact that um, there's a lot of there's not a lot of optimism in uh, the sense that there's going to be summer visits this year. Uh, and I think that that's really going to have a huge effect on this class because I think there are some guys right now who are holding out thinking, okay, they're going to open this up and in June or July I'll be able to take my visits and make my decision. And I just don't see that happening at this point. Uh, talking to college sources, uh, the main theme I've heard is you know, they're trying everything they can right now just to be able to play football in the fall, and, and visits are kind of the last thing they're worried about. They can't even get their, their students back on campus right now, which is going to be the precursor to allowing uh, college visits. Um, you know, Without this, obviously, guys are either going to be really putting off their decisions or they're going to be committing to schools they haven't seen or, or haven't visited nearly enough. Um, and I think it, it could really change the course of this class. Yeah, it, like you said, I think there's bigger fish to fry than, you know, summer visits or even fall visits. But, you know, personally, the way I see it is I don't see a normal football season happening in the fall, whether that be no fans being at college games or limited fans at college games. Um, so I, it, it's, it's going to be tough for these, especially for these 2021 guys to get the full experience on a game day, even if they are able to visit. And, you know, we'll probably see 
various limitations on uh, the amount of visitors that um, you know the staff can bring in uh, for any particular game, even if they are allowed during the season. But I guess talking about the summer specifically, yeah, they got to get the students back on campus first before you know they can start talking about uh, you know hosting visits and hosting players because you know they need to see the whole program, they need to see what's happening. So uh, this 2021 class is definitely taking a big hit as far as you know uh, understanding completely uh, what school they what schools they want to be looking at, understanding. Uh, their preferences and so um yeah i definitely feel for these 21 guys it's it's definitely going to be a, a difficult road to navigate but um uh th- there seem to be a lot of resources that the, the various coaching staffs have been doing as far as virtual and home visits and uh, virtual campus visits so hopefully that'll be able to give them the full picture of uh, what they're offering yeah and i think it's really unfair and i i feel for these kids because there are a lot of people out there who are saying well just make a decision like they've seen enough but really these kids you know, they wait their whole lives or their whole, at least their football playing careers once they figure out they're going to be recruited for this and the opportunity to take official visits. And that's an experience they all want to enjoy. And now they're not getting to, and they're going to have to deal with recruitment in a way that no other class has really had to. And I, I do feel for them on that level. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I think we were even talking today with uh, Braden Shager, who is just a Dow- uh, Highland Park quarterback. Uh, he hasn't played on varsity yet, but he's expected, you know, to have a pretty good senior season and uh, pick up some more offers. But, you know, just the absence of this spring and uh, the absence of visits in the summer, it's definitely going to impact his recruitment. Just as an example, you know, as the as a, you know, a possible group of five or low power t- lower pa- lower tier power five school uh, quarterback. But even for these uh, upper uh, power five tier quarterbacks like uh, Demetrius Davis, who decommitted last week, you know, where is he going to be looking? Is he going to possibly commit to a school he hasn't even visited? So uh, we could see a lot more of that starting to happen. And they're going to have to base uh, some of these guys are going to have to base their knowledge on universities from uh, visits from past coaching staffs. You know, some coaching staffs have even flipped since some guys have taken visits. So it's definitely going to be difficult for them. Yeah, certainly. It is It is obviously going to be difficult. We are going to try to keep a hold on it and uh, keep a good handle on it as we go along. All right, uh, we're going to get to our second interview of the night, and this is a big one. It is 2022 Southlake Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles. Now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! All right, and now joining us on the state of recruiting, it is the top quarterback in the state of Texas and the country for the class of 2022, Southlake uh, Carroll quarterback Quinn Ewers. Quinn, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on here. Um, it's been uh, been a wild couple of months for you, I guess. Um, since you know, since the last time we talked, I, I came out there to South Lake not too long before the quarantine started, and uh, you know, you were named uh, the top quarterback in the country. What was that? You know, what was that moment like for you, and and you know, reaching that five star status and all that? Yeah, it, it was awesome. You know, to look that up that morning and see what uh, what people believed I had in me, and just got to go prove myself next year so so you know it was it was awesome to see that though it was cool to be recognized you're you're a pretty low-key kid I don't think you buy too much into the hype of anything um you know is has it been hard to kind of keep your head like humble and kind of centered or is it just I mean how do you look at rankings and all those sorts of things how did they affect you yeah it doesn't doesn't really affect me too much because you know I'm just trying to win a state championship here at State Carroll because that's that's like the mentality we have over here and that's why we 
we uh, we do it so many times. And you know, some teams' mentalities, you know, just to beat this one team in their their regular season or win districts, but that's our expectations and our and uh, we what we want to do is win state. So that all those rankings don't really matter to us as much as it does to you know other other teams and whatnot. You guys came very close last year. Um, you ran into Duncanville, which is typically a problem for everybody at that point in time. But that was really like your coming out party. And I remember before the game telling people, like, this is when everybody's going to realize, you know, how good Quinn is. And, um, you know, th- going against that defense, you still tore them up for, for as much as anybody had. You know, what was it like playing that team? What did you see out there on the field? And, uh, you know, how did how did you feel going into that game? Yeah, you know, we as a team, we felt confident going into that game just because we felt like we were more prepared. But uh, you know, uh, we started out slower than we what we wanted to, and I feel like if we came out punched punched a little harder, that it would have been uh, you know a little closer. But you know, they were, they were obviously quicker than uh, most teams we have played uh, in the regular season and uh, more athletic. But we had playmakers as well. Uh, yeah, it was a fun game to play in uh, until the very end. Yeah. So, yeah. You guys you guys hung in there for sure, and, and a lot of talent coming back this year. What have you been doing during the quarantine to stay sharp? Uh, any workouts? You've been throwing a football through a tire or anything like that? Yeah, so I have this weight rack at the at my back porch. So our coaches will send us workouts to do, and, you know, we, we do those, and then me and some of the receivers try to get together, you know, two, three times a week and just throw as much as we can. So on that aspect of it, I think we're doing pretty well. So just trying to stay in shape and ready for when they, when they call the green light. So, What about non-football stuff? What are you doing to keep yourself occupied during this quarantine? Uh, anything fun? Any, any hobbies? Any new games, new TV shows, anything like that? Yeah, you know, I watch – I watch a lot of Netflix and play Call of Duty and Fortnite and Madden and all that good stuff. And obviously, uh, me and my me and my dad, uh, we play ping pong a lot. We got this ping pong table, and that's that's where the night the night's spent. So, <laughs> what are you? What are, anything good on Netflix? Anything that's really grabbed you so far? I mean, I, I like the show Outer Banks. I watched like the whole whole season one, and like one day so that had me hooked and I watched All American and that was pretty good there's a lot of drama in it but it was pretty good I've heard Outer Banks is good that's kind of a show I'm thinking of getting into I've heard yeah, a, lot it's of, good. a lot of people it's say it's good. good um you know we kind of talked about this a little off air before we started but um recruiting attention is obviously hot you know, you know, what was weird to me was like after you were named the number one quarterback in the country, a bunch of other schools came through and offered. And I guess I'd like already thought LSU had offered you and, and schools <laughs> like that, um, yeah. just because it seems like you, you hold so many offers already. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, what, who are you hearing from most right now during this time? And, uh, you know, what schools are, are most on your mind right now? Yeah, so who I'm hearing from the most is Missouri, Ohio State, Texas, Auburn. And uh, Alabama, those are probably the biggest ones. Oklahoma, those are probably the biggest ones that are staying in touch with me, like, weekly, probably, or as much as I can, at least. So, right. 
Well, you still have restrictions on you as a 2022. Um, I know you you mentioned, you know, you've talked to Mike Yersuch at Texas a lot. Um, what's been his message to you? And, and I mean, as far as, I guess, if you could rate it, as far as all the coaches recruiting you, how where does he stand as far as the guys recruiting you the hardest? Yeah, he's definitely up there. He He tells me, you know, how I'm one of their top guys and I, you know, I've, the the that feeling of of me being wanted there is very high, and that's obviously what a recruit wants to look for. So love love that. So um, when you compare him maybe to Tim Beck, who who originally offered you at Texas, what are the key differences I think between those guys as far as just talking ball with them? Yeah, so both of them are outstanding coaches and. Hope Tim Beck the best at NC State and uh, yeah, Coach Yer Coach Yersich is. I feel like he has a better RPO game than uh, than Coach Beck had, and uh, you know, just better, you know, aerial quarterback uh, IQ he has, and I feel like you know Texas is can only get better from here on out. So. Um. You are listed for us as a pro-style quarterback, and I think that's a fallacy because, yeah, you are a good pocket passer, but you, you got some wheels on you too, man. You, were, you ran away from some dudes at Denton Geyer last year, and they've got some, some track stars in that secondary. Um, yeah. When you talk about RPO games, what type mm -hmm. of offense do you kind of see yourself playing in, and is, you know, is it something where you can mix in a lot of RPO-heavy type stuff? Yeah, you know uh, – what I'm looking for in a college offense is uh, we're where I can be the most, you know, developed for the next level. Because, you know, that's the main goal for me right now is to be developed and try to go as early as I can in the NFL draft. But obviously that's a long ways away. So, uh, yeah, I'm just looking for a, a coach that has a, a long-term contract with the that college team and uh, – uh, where I can be developed and where they run a semi-pro style offense. So, um, When it comes to high school, you, you have the benefit of having one of the all-time Texas high school football greats and Riley Dodge as your head coach. And I would assume he works a lot with you as and the quarterbacks, um, even though he is the head coach. <clears throat> when you guys kind of look at what you did last year, there's a lot of positives, a lot of great things to look at. What are some of the things that you looked at from your sophomore season and said, okay, I really want to improve on that going into my junior year? Uh, probably rushing yards. Uh, I can't remember how much I had, but as I went back and watched some of the film and through the games, there's, there's more times I could have, you know, pulled the ball on his own read or, stuff like that but that's probably one of the main things and I, I keep the same completion percentage at 72 percent whatever it was and you know stuff like that well last year I'm looking you up right now we got you mm -hmm. at 568 rushing yards and nine touchdowns mm -hmm. so not a bad year, but but certainly you think maybe you could have had had some more there um yeah yes sir uh, you know, as, as you, as you talk to these schools, I know at one point earlier this spring, you, you said you might, you know, we're thinking about making a quick decision and then kind of decide to put things off. Where is your timeline right now? As far as, you know, when you plan to make your decision? You know, that's a, that's a good question. I don't even know the answer to, so 
I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea yet. Do you feel like it's something that is probably like if you had to bet far away or is it something that could come out of nowhere or, you know, I mean, is it, you're, you're kind of an unpredictable kid in that way. Yeah. All I know right now is that I'm not really close to making any decisions right now. So it okay. could be a year from now. It could be like six months. Okay. And then, um, you know, are there any schools, you know, for sure are probably going to be in that final mix. Any schools, you know, for sure will get those official visits. Uh, yeah. Oklahoma, uh, for sure, Oklahoma, uh, you know, Texas, Ohio State, Auburn, Alabama. There's probably a few more, but those are at least some. All right, Quinn. Well, thanks for taking some time out of your day to join us, man. Uh, we appreciate it. We wish you great luck this season, and I'm sure all of our, our, our listeners and Texas fans will be watching to see your progress this year. I appreciate you having me on here. Thank all you. Right. All right, and we want to thank Quinn Ewers for uh, joining us on the show tonight and taking some time to delve into his recruitment. Obviously, Nick, that's going to be one that uh, a lot of people care about. Um, let's go to our mailbag questions. As always, you can get your mailbag questions in on our Horns 24-7 message board, or you can leave us a five-star review on the Horns 24-7 uh, podcast feed. If you leave us a five-star review with that question, we will absolutely answer it on the show. That ensures that even if you're not a member of Horns 24-7, uh, that you can uh, still interact with us there. All right. Uh, our first question comes to us from... Uh, I believe it's Dr- uh, Dream 12 or Drone 12. Um, what's the one out-of-state commit you could see joining the 2021 class? There are a few guys I think Texas is uh, is in on, and it, depending if things break the right way, I could see maybe jumping in that class. I'll mention two guys out on the, the West Coast, two DBs. Uh, Jameer Johnson and Jalen Davies are two guys at corner that I think maybe Texas could get in the class depending on, on kind of the way things break for them. I think that for Davies, it would take Ohio State maybe not taking him, and then Texas could fall in there. Uh, for Jameer Johnson, I think Texas can win him You know, with the strong recruitment i'm not sure he's that far along at this point yeah a couple of guys uh jonah miller out of seguro and uh tucson uh big 68285 offensive tackle that uh has included texas in a top schools list i could really see him joining and you know continuing that arizona tradition that texas has seemed to be pulling these last couple of years and then uh Sayer wright uh db out of uh, california as well um he would need to get on campus i would think before he would become uh, a pretty high level target but if he can get on campus and he, he he can have a solid visit experience you know i could see him uh possibly joining that list all right next question uh, i'm just going to address this real quick from hook and bloodstein uh, i know this isn't texas related but would like to hear a zach evans update i don't have a zach evans update i have not been following that recruitment i don't care about that recruitment that recruitment uh is gone to me so i i I'm sure there is an update to be had. It's not going to come from this show. Uh, so sorry, <laughs> sorry Trey. Uh, unless Nick has one. No, no, nothing, nothing new. <laughs> okay. Uh, next from uh, Rest in Peace, Rob Baronis. Uh, what a name. Uh, who's somebody who has little to no Power Five offers that you think could blow up throughout the season? You know, Braden Shaker. <laughs> the guy I was just about throw- to say that. I was just about to say that. <laughs> saw throw the ball today. I, I think is a guy. Um. I will say Ezra Oyatati, uh, the center from Garland Lakeview Centennial, is a guy I really like. Um, I think he's a he's got a couple Power Five offers, but um, I think he could really explode this season. 
Uh, I also like DeKendrick uh, De Stearns, offensive tackle uh, from Austin Del Valley. He's committed to Kansas right now, but doesn't hold many Power 5 offers. Um, I, I could see him blowing up throughout the season. There's a really powerful offense out at Del Valley, and if he has a strong year around uh, the weapons that they have, uh, I, I could see him blowing up. All right, our next question from Earl Thomas, 12. And, ooh, what a bad time to have that name. Um, <laughs> do you see Texas staying involved in Quay Davis's recruitment? Uh, or just moving on to other wide receiver targets. I'm going to say this again, and I've tried to address this as gingerly as possible. I want you guys to read between the lines. Um, Quay Davis is not a member of the Texas class because Texas couldn't win him over. Um, I think that both sides have kind of gone their own way in that one, and that's really all I'm going to say about that for now. Um, Nick, do you want to add anything there? Are you, are you fine? That's to stand all you. On That's that? all you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, our next question from Connor H three three three. Interested if uh, anyone has heard of UT this week doing anything with recruits using virtual visits or virtual meetings newly allowed by the NCAA. Also, I see the phrase the team really turned the heat up on a specific recruit. What does that usually entail? Um, so yeah, Texas has been doing virtual visits. It's something I'm going to talk about probably next week in Stampede a little bit, but they've been doing them for a couple weeks now. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, they're going to use everything. They, they basically want to be able to vary kind of the, the way they have meetings with recruits and not have it be the same thing each and every time. So um, they're going to kind of keep changing it up. And, uh, you know, when we say somebody really turned the heat up, it can mean a couple of things. You know, sometimes it means, hey, they got the whole staff involved and, and they're getting contacted from everyone or they're getting they did something unique or they're really pushing for a recruitment. That's kind of, you know, what that means when we're talking about turning the heat up. Yeah, I'll speak on that last question, uh, just kind of an example of turning the heat up. But it was one of the receivers uh, we saw today. It was either um, Katron Jackson or Faison Wilson. He was talking about a story about a coach that called him at 1 a.m. because that was the first day that they could re-engage contact with him. So that's definitely an example of a staff turning the heat up on a recruit. Big time. Uh, Our next question, saved by Milrow. Hope I'm not uh, too late. You're not. Uh, but have you heard any feedback from recruits uh, about Landon King recruiting them? Seems like he is actively trying to help. Yeah, um, it turns out that as good as Jalen Milrow is as a recruiter, Landon King might be equally as good. Um, I've talked to a lot of kids who've said they've heard from Landon King. So, yes, he has, uh, he's been actively recruiting. Yeah, I've, I've talked to a couple of kids. I know Denver Harris is one that uh, has already been in contact with Landon. And there was another one. I just, I'm just i drawing a blank on it right now. It was a 21 kid. But, yeah, Landon's doing some work out in the out on the recruiting end of things right now. Is that trio of Houston guys, uh, Derek Harris, Jalen Milrow, and Landon King, they're really doing a solid job at uh, talking to players and trying to get them to join the movement. All right, next cl- uh, question from Austin Clay, 47. Uh, it says, recently, Peter Burns described a Power 4 conference alignment uh, based on a lack of funding for Pac-12 schools amidst coronavirus, uh, which recruits, with many recruits choosing schools with the idea that the SEC or Big Ten ball is superior, uh, how do you think a Big 12-Pac-12 merger would impact recruiting, and which 16 teams would you choose from both conferences? Have some fun with this one. Um Yeah, I think that could play, especially as much as Texas gets out and recruits on the West Coast. Um, It's only going to allow them more of a foothold into there. If I had to pick, like, the 16 teams to make that conference, um, from the Big 12, I would definitely take Texas, Oklahoma, uh, T. No. 
do I want TCU? I can't tell. Um, <laughs> I would probably do like eight from each conference. So let's say Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. That's four. It might be easier uh, to say the two that probably wouldn't make it. So probably like a, West yeah, Virginia, I, yeah, and Iowa State. Probably those two because you have to. You almost have to take Kansas for basketball. Yeah. Um, so West okay, so yeah, let's I'll leave out West Virginia and Iowa State and take the rest. On the Pac twelve side, I would take Oregon, I would take Washington, I would take USC, I would take UCLA, I would take Utah, I would take Arizona State, I would take Arizona and Colorado. Does did you throw right? Washington I, State in there? I did not. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'd probably I'd probably throw in Washington State to be honest. <laughs> well, you are um, you are more than entitled to do that with your <laughs> answer. Uh, all right, our next question uh, from uh, Hookem Brad: uh, Do you know why neither staff has pursued Quincy McKinstry? He's a highly rated quarterback who is also the brother of Gary Johnson. He's being pursued by Bama and several other big programs, but Texas has shown no interest. Texas actually did offer. It was a couple weeks ago, obviously pretty late. Um, but I, I'm not sure exactly what it was. Maybe they thought they didn't have a chance to get him. Um, I'm not sure, but uh, they did offer a couple weeks ago. Um, Nick, do you have anything you want to add in there? No, I don't know much on that recruitment. Uh, all right, and I think that's going to do it for questions. Once again, no question from Charles Daniels this week. Uh, Charles, Charles, you're slipping. I'm going to DM him this week. I'm going to get on him. Yeah, he's slipping big time. All right, um, that's going to do it for us. We really appreciate everybody for listening. Again, we, we ask that you please go uh, to our pages, uh, like, subscribe, rate, review, all those good things. Five-star reviews really help the show uh, grow and, and you know push up those rankings. So please help us out and do, and do your part so we can keep doing our part. Um, we, I also want to implore you guys again, uh, please check out the other shows on our network, uh, The Flagship with, with uh, Chip Brown and Taylor Estes and Longhorn Blitz with Jeff Howe and Rob Babers. Uh, for Mike Roach, or I'm sorry, for Nick Harris, I'm Mike Roach. And uh, we thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye.